You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's a skill. You gotta be good at it. I mean... It's something I've always been good at my whole life. Um, I'm always alert to when we're in the bonus, when to try to be a little more aggressive than usual. Um, and um, I've, I've been pretty good at it since I've been in the NBA. Uh, it, it was all right. I couldn't buy a, buy a basket other than a free throw. But other than we won the game, so I was happy with that. Um, it, it, it was fun to get the first game out the way. Yeah, he's really he's really shifty um, in the lane. We we talked about it the other day. He, he has a he has the ability to play in small areas, but also take long strides. He has the ability to explode up. Um, but he, his shiftiness creates contact and, and, and gets him there, and it's big. I mean, the, the fact of the matter is we need to be able to get to the line, and his ability to not only you know, get there, but also just create in the paint for our team is, is really important. Um, so you know it's you know it's, we're, we're three games in, so we'll see how it continues to play out. But he's been good. We're back. The Celtics they win 115 to 94. This is the Garden Report, powered by Lynda.com on CLNS Radio and Celtics Blog. Welcome to the Garden Report. I am Jared Weiss. We are finally back here at the Garden Hi, on the Margate floor. Hi, Jimmy. Hi, Julie. Hi, guys. I know these guys. Up, they are my co-hosts. We're going to talk about the Celtics tonight. We first want to introduce our newest sponsor, Peak Organic Brewing. Delicious organic mm. beer. We, but where are they? There's a reason why we don't have them with us right now is <laughs> we're in the garden. But we uh, go to your local store, buy some Peak Organic Brewing. I'm sure you can order this stuff online. But they are... If you want beer and you want to be responsible and you don't want to die of chemical poisoning from Bud Light or whoever else has it, 10 oh. years from now, drink some Peak Organic Brewing as this guy walks behind our set. So let's talk uh, about... I, I want to drink beer, but I don't want to be responsible, but I still will drink <laughs> responsible beer. Okay, well, before we send confusing messages, do not drink and drive, call a cab or an Uber. So, well, yeah, now that you're still alive watching the show... That. Can still be irresponsible in the back of a cab or Uber. So the Celtics, <laughs> they win uh, pretty spectacular fashion. They beat Phoenix, then they come back here and they beat the Knicks. Uh, ever since they got Isaiah Thomas, they're obviously a completely different team. We're going to just talk a lot about the new players on this team, focusing on Isaiah Thomas here to start it. So he had yes. 19 points tonight. He went 11 for 11 from the line. Celtics yes. so rarely in the last couple of years have had a guy that can get to the line 10 times. This guy's averaging, I think, 8.3 attempts per game at the line the three games he's played for the Celtics. I mean, Jimmy, Isaiah Thomas has been pretty much exactly what they thought they were going to be getting. I think he's been better. I mean, I think, really? well, 
I think the average to the average fan, he has to be better than what they thought about him. I, I mean, from what I've seen so far, I don't think he can keep up some of the things that he's been doing. I mean, obviously, he got the line 11 times tonight. You can't expect that. But to expand upon your point, I mean, he's already taken more free throws in the three games with the Celtics than Rondo took in the 25. That's such a ridiculous. Or whatever it was, 22 or 25 points that he had. And he hasn't gotten suspended yet either. Right, and he hasn't gotten, he hasn't gotten kicked out of a game, but he hasn't been suspended. That's true. Um, it's just It just tells you the type of player he is. He's aggressive. He's thinking score first. You know, he's not thinking pass. You know, Rondo would... Would drive if if the rare opportunity happened, Arondo did drive to the hoop. He would pass it in the end. He wouldn't get fouled. This guy is thinking, get me to the hoop, get me fouled. I don't care. He had a rough shooting night tonight. Was it three for ten? Yep. Yes, three for ten. But when you go eleven for eleven from the line, you can afford to shoot like that. That's that's such a big part of his game. The fact that, you know, a lot of the players on this Celtic team, if they shoot for three for ten, they're having a bad game. That's a foregone right. conclusion. A guy like Isaiah Thomas. 5-9 maybe is able to get to the line 11 times that's huge for this Celtics team that he can be mm-hmm. that kind of difference maker that they didn't have and I I do agree with Jimmy I think he's been better than advertised since he's been a Celtic you know if he wasn't ejected from that Laker game and they had him down the stretch we could be talking about a 3-0 and uh, Isaiah Thomas led mm-hmm. Celtics team so just the versatility that he brings like you were talking about Rondo driving you know Isaiah Thomas he hits his threes he can get to the line and he can pass. Now when he's in the lane, you really have a defense on its toes as compared to, okay, let's sag off Rondo and just see where he's going to go with it. Isaiah Thomas has been a huge difference maker so far. And, you know, they were able to put a lineup out there tonight where pretty much everybody was an offensive option. And the way that Rondo was playing tonight, that wasn't really always the case. And that's something that the Celtics don't want to be anymore, that really every team in the league doesn't want to be anymore. They don't want to have lineups where – there's a weak link in the offense where there's a guy that the team can basically just the defense can sag off of and that was a, that was such a huge issue with Rondo even when Rondo was at the peak of his game they were still sagging off of him with Isaiah Thomas they could sag all they want off of him he's still going to carve the team he's still going to carve the defense up and get to the lane we saw it especially in that Phoenix game of course he was playing with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder just a that bit, yeah. he was showing to the bench as much as humanly possible for the Phoenix Suns but i mean just you're seeing that they're able to run pick and roll which they basically haven't been doing That's at all under Brad Stevens and they are really starting to look more like a real well-rounded NBA team obviously they have a long way to get until they can be that kind of team but Isaiah Thomas looks like he's going to be a very key component to them being that kind of team and without practice that's Brad Stevens <laughs> they haven't had a single practice yet and they're but they're playing like simple basketball to an extent they're not getting too complicated with the play calls but yeah, the pick and roll has been something that was basically non-existent. It's been awful. But now, and we haven't even seen a whole lot of it with Zeller. When when Thomas and Zeller get going, that's going to be even yeah. better. Um, that, and that's going to be what they'll work on in practice. You know, maybe whether it's tomorrow or, or the ne- whenever that next practice is. But yeah, Thomas, and, and he opens the floor up for guys like Crowder. Crowder's been getting some open shots that he wouldn't be getting if it was a guy like Rondo or if it was even just Smart out there. Uh, you wouldn't say you wouldn't focus as much on on a guy like Smart as you would with Thomas. And and Crowder hit a couple big threes and I just went with Thomas out on the court. So when Thomas isn't shooting well, he's still allowing the team to play better with him out on the court. I don't know his plus minus tonight. I should, but I don't. But I'm sure it was great because that fourth quarter there, obviously, when the Celtics went off, he was a huge, you know, he was out there on the court and he was a huge part of that. But just in general, I want to go real quick, just back to the, uh, the, the trade. What a great trade that was. I mean, yep. you, you're giving up a late first rounder and a guy who had no future at the Celtics, Marcus Thornton, for somebody right. who you can see being, A, either being a 
a big part of this team going forward in the next few years, or B, being a, a trade ship if Danny Ainge wants to go that route because his contract is small. He's on such a small. great deal that if it doesn't work He's out, He's making then... under $20 million for the next three seasons. Rondo, if you had re-signed him, would have made that in one year. So, I mean, that's just such a great deal. It was a great trade, and to go even further with it, it ended up being that Danny Ainge and Mike Zarin turned that trade exception right. that they used over the summer because they got Tyler Zeller, Thornton, in that first-round pick. They essentially just traded that trade exception, or turned that yeah. trade exception in to Zeller and Isaiah Thomas. It's crazy. Which you couldn't have done any better of a job with that. And we saw Danny Ainge's his methods go from kind of going towards the corner to finally turning the corner with this right. one. Right, that was the yeah. first start, sign. Start right? buying. Yeah. I mean, the start piling buying. of draft picks, the piling of trade exceptions, they were finally able to get a really good player on, on the cheap. Right. I mean, they, I think yeah. we can't, I can't emphasize enough the fact that they gave up the worst first-round pick that they own. Right. All the first-round picks they own, we're talking about the Cavs next year after they've had another offseason to figure this team out. Definitely. That's probably one of the last picks in the draft. And... I mean, they got a guy that's that really f- fills their short-term needs and their long-term needs really at the top of their list. They get a dynamic ball handler. Yep. The first guy that's been a real good dynamic scorer they've had in a long time here. I mean, right. going, I mean, Paul Pierce, sure, but towards the end there, Paul Pierce wasn't quite as dynamic as he used to be. This is the first explosive, dynamic, consistent playmaker that they've had here, Cough, Cough, Jeff Green. I mean, it's, it's really, it's exciting to watch. They're yeah. a different team. Two things. One, and I'm not saying anybody who listens to our show or watches the show falls in this category, but I think there were a lot of fans who maybe came on with KG and Ray, and the only good point guard they've ever seen is Rajan Rondo, and I think that has a lot to do yeah. with fans loving Rondo, which is fine. You can love Rondo, but I think that they also overvalue him because... They've never had another great point guard or good point guard on their team that they've been cheering for. So now they get a chance with this guy, Isaiah Thomas, who is a different type of player than Rondo. And he's going to, I think he's going to really wow some play, some fans with the way he scores and some of the things he does, some of the plays he makes, and, and just his aggressiveness. And the one thing that really stood out to me after that Suns game, when he just went off in that fourth quarter, was him saying after the game, like, I want to be that guy. And yeah. Nobody on the no. Celtics wanted to be that guy. Jeff Green didn't want to be that guy. Jared Selinger even said he didn't want to be that guy. There was Once Paul Pierce left, they didn't have that guy. And now they do because and, and to have that type of player on a team, it's just it's a trickle-down effect when you have a guy who's confident in, in late-game situations and wants the ball. I think teammates can sort of rally around that, and they can play to their strengths at that same time. Yeah, those are awesome points, Jimmy. And the beautiful part about it is that, you know, ideally the Celtics are going to buy more pieces, whether it be pieces that they draft or pieces that they trade for or go out and straight out sign in free agency. So once this team right. builds itself, Isaiah Thomas is going to want to be that guy and, you know, he's going to be your second or third option. And, you know, that's when it really gets going that you have multiple players that take that mindset. Obviously, they had zero of them before. Now they made a pretty good trade to get one of those guys on the cheap so you know it's a it's a great start towards the direction that the Celtics want to go in right it's not the blockbuster it's not the superstar the KG player. trade is a once in a right. generation trade but you can't yeah, you, exactly you know this is just a slow way you, that's not going to happen again they can but the thing is my they, they, they can still do that they can still sign the max contract for agent they could probably even still sign right. two this is just a guy that you need you need depth you need and before the trade deadline, Danny Ainge said that morning, like, we need, we know, we like our guards, we like Avery, we like Marcus, but we need depth, we need scoring. And he went and he got, he killed two birds with one stone with that one, with that one trade. And those are the types of 
moves that build uh, you know a championship team. And like we talked about with Thomas's contract being a potential asset for other teams down the line if for some reason right. they don't need Thomas in the future or don't mm-hmm. want Thomas in the future, that makes this kind of a, a win-win. You can't lose this right. trade, I feel like. You know, the thing is, Isaiah Thomas is a great six-man. Uh, he's, he's not really... He's not, Imagine if he were your eighth man. Oh, my God. I'd be going crazy. But, <laughs> you know, he, he's not... He's probably not going to be a starter in this league because of his lack of size on defense. I don't know. And I don't he know. could, I he could certainly overcompensate and make up for that. But if he's your sixth man, you're a championship Why does it matter? Why does it matter at the time of the game he goes in? I mean, he goes in, he plays 30 minutes. He, he's proved he can play in the NBA, whether or not he starts or not. Yeah. I like him coming off the bench right now. I don't mind. I mean, because the bench could use that that little boost he can play with everybody on the team that's just I think that's kind of one of the reasons why they traded for him because Danny Ainge probably figured that he can slide him into that rotation with he, Bradley and, and Thomas and Thomas said that before yeah. the game actually he said he doesn't mind who he's playing with when he's playing with them off the bench starter just as long put, as he's him, getting, put him in the game and let him go and that's that's what he's he been should doing be getting 30 plus minutes every game whether or not he's starting or not he should and he's only he's only played 27 right. each game in the last two games and I think 25 although he got tossed out of that first game he should be playing more than 27 minutes definitely and I think once they get more acclimated with just each other and Stevens gets him kind of in maybe some more sets right he'll be able to play him longer well he's averaging 20 a game he's been here for three games he's averaging 20 a game small sample size theater but that's what we're expecting from him yep so when we come back we'll talk about the other moves they made and we'll talk about how the backcourt is looking now once we've had Thomas to the fold this is the garden report brought to you by lynda.com and now peak organic brewing on CLNS yeah. Radio and Celtics blog. Boston. It's cold. Um, they got good seafood, kind of like Seattle. I went to prep school in Connecticut, so I was around here a little bit, um, driving through here, going to schools and playing against other schools. But I just know it's cold. It's cold. The fans are great, though. I, I like today. That was, that was amazing. Uh, when uh, they were doing the national anthem, and I was on the on the other side, on the Celtic side, it was uh, you know it's a, it's an honor to, to put the green on, and you know I was a little nervous before the game, I'm not gonna lie, and uh, but it all went away after you know a couple minutes out on the court and trying to get you know trying to get in game shape. I'm used to it. I'm from Sweden, so uh, that's nothing new to me. You know, um, you know my teammates got me open, and you know I'm starting to learn to plays a little bit and how everybody playing, and you know it, it was fun out there. And you know, uh, like I said, my teammates got me some open shots, and you know when the first one goes in, it's always easier. Garn Report Part Two: The Jerebko part of the show, the one that everyone's always looking forward to, of yes. course. Uh, once again, we're sponsored by Lynda.com and Peak Organic Brewing, our brand new sponsor for this show, very first one. And also, don't forget to like us on Facebook. People always forget that. You know, you watch the Weird. show <laughs> and you forget the part where you like us on Facebook. So don't forget that. The, and thank I hope you to, they're just forgetting. I too, hope they are. Right? I mean, well, thank you to everyone that's liked our Facebook pages here. Our Facebook page is completely taken off, so that's been really great. Uh, you know, Such listen to Facebook us on board. iTunes. You can download the podcast there. Uh, you can also download the Celtics Beat podcast there. Obviously, a must-listen. They had Sean Devaney, good friend of ours here, a good friend of the Celtics Beat show. So listen to that uh, and then watch Does the Sean like the show. you on Facebook? The sh- well, no, Sean and I don't poke each other on Facebook as much as we used to. It's really disappointing. Weird. Yeah. yeah. But I did run into it all-star week, and we had a nice little chat. But so, let's get back to this. Let's talk about Jonas <laughs> Jurebko. Nice. I'm yeah. trying to say he's my best friend, guys. Jesus. Yeah, well. So Jonas Jurebko has had a huge game 
I don't think we've even mentioned Isaiah Thomas made his Garden debut. I feel like I had to say off the top of the show. But what really mattered was Jonas Jerebko made his Garden debut, and he was just as good as you could have imagined. I was sitting next to Dan Feldman, who used to cover the Pistons for a long time, and we were trying to figure out why didn't Jerebko's career really take off. And he, he said that it was really that while Jerebko got hurt, we all kind of know about mm-hmm. that. The other part was Jerebko was kind of, when he came back from his injury, was kind of tired of being a role player, wanted to be more of a star player. And he okay. really isn't quite that kind of guy. But tonight we saw that as a role player, he's fantastic. I mean, he's a good on-ball defender. He made some huge perimeter defensive plays, getting steals, stuff like yeah. that. And tonight the three was really falling for him. He went four for six from deep. Julian, I know you're a, a diehard Jonas Remko <laughs> fan. I was going to say, I mean, what do you mean yeah. a role player? He is a star player now. Right. Here. His he's our star. So why? <laughs> Elaborate, please. So no, why? He's going right up there soon. 20, 20 minutes, 20 points. Efficient. You know, it... it it wasn't expected. He was playing center in that small ball lineup, and it worked. Is it going to work next game? I have no idea, but we're going to find out because Stevens is probably going to give it a whirl. It worked tonight. So, you know, I, I, I'm not going to pretend that I know everything about his game. Come on, I've only, I've only, I've only seen so tell much of him. But, you know, from what I have seen, he is a nice role player, like you said. He's a fantastic role player when he has nights like he did tonight. Shot 7 for 10 from the field. And, you know, he was the leading scorer with 20 points. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how Brad Stevens chooses to use him for the rest of the season because, you know, he played a little bit in his, in his first game with the team, then got a DNP, and now mm-hmm. look what he does tonight. So obviously this game has, has won Jarebko some slack, and he's going to get some minutes soon. But with a rotation where they're trying to get James Young involved and where Kenny, Kelly Olynyk is due back soon. There's only so many minutes to go around. So I think it's really going to be a kind of play it by night type of thing. This is uh, yeah, it's going to get crowded. Like you said, Um, but this is a great opportunity for him. I mean, when he's stuck in Detroit, you know, he's playing on a team where he's averaging a few points a game. He's not getting much. He's an afterthought on, on, for most of the season, a bad team. They've obviously been playing better since they lost Josh. Since they got rid of Josh Smith, Josh. <laughs> they didn't lose Josh him. Smith. They didn't lose threw him. him. They it was so away. hard for SVG to make that move. Yeah, it's like, I, oh my poor little baby Josh. <laughs> We've lost him. We've lost him. <laughs> no, but the, even the trade wasn't was an afterthought on on the right. deadline because a, sal- every, a salary saver. Right. Every yeah. That's or what thought, pe- thought to be. That's what everyone thought originally was. You know, they shave a couple. They shave a million or whatever it is off. Everyone's talking about Thomas, but the reality is. Danny Ainge most likely got the news on Jared Sellinger. I asked Brad Stevens this afternoon. I wondered how much Jared yeah. Sellinger's injury had to do with a trade at all of another big man just for, for depth. And Stevens said it didn't really have any – it had nothing to do with it. Maybe he's he's probably telling the truth. I don't, I'm not saying he's a lie. But, well, no, but you know, that he, what he also said about him not even knowing the depth of the Sellinger right. injury when they made that trade. Right. So That's what I mean. He, they, they're not saying that's why they traded him. But it's like a perfect storm for – for Drebko, why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> because of the injury to Selinger, Olenek's clearly not healthy yet, and they're going to be careful with him. It's just good for him to get the playing time. And, and I think when you're stuck in a bad situation in Detroit, like he was in Detroit, you kind of just become a part of the, like what you're expected. Like You're not ever going to have it. I don't think he would have ever had a game tonight like he would have if he stayed in Detroit. I don't, even if he got the opportunity, even if he got the same amount of minutes or whatever, I just think a new surrounding, sort of like a new life, Maybe a, a, a coach or some teammates who think about you maybe differently and they give you a little 
I don't know, extra oomph in your step and you go out there and you put up 20 points. I don't. I think it's good for him to get that, especially going into a contract year for him. I like how you said it, like a new life. Like you're starting life. a whole life anew in Boston. Yeah, he is. Yeah. It's like he a new relationship. You got to have a crappy relationship and you feel like maybe you're in that crappy relationship you feel like crap and then you all of a sudden you meet this new girl and she thinks you're the best and then maybe you start to gain some confidence and then you go and you drop 20 points. You forget Speaking how awesome you are. Yeah, you so forget you some new, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and Jonas is obviously super awesome and we all know that. Um, and he was Dewey? disturbingly polite. I, I, I just said, hey, man, nice, good seeing you. And he's like, oh, thank you so much as he walked by me. And I saw him do that to so a bunch of other people, Did he say it too. just like that? So he, he did. He said it just like that, actually. Hmm. So uh, he even perks up his chest a little bit as he says yeah. it. But, he know, has reason to be happy. What, Seven for ten. When, you know what's great is they have another versatile wing defender. You really, I guess you can't really have enough of those. I mean, you look at the fast break points, 18-3 to 3 tonight. Mm-hmm. Although, then again, I think anybody could have gotten 18-3 to 3 on the Knicks, the way that they look tonight. But the Celtics yeah. had another guy that can, once again, put pressure on the ball, force turnovers, prevent the defense or the offense from getting into their sets. And I don't think Brad Stevens can really have enough of those guys. They will take as many of those guys no. as they could get. Tayshon obviously was that kind of guy. He's been one of the best, really, in my lifetime at doing that. But he's, of course, a lot older now. They save a little bit of money, and they still get a guy that can fill a lot of the same roles. Excuse me, a lot of the same roles that Tayshon can. That works out pretty well. And, of course, Jonas has more long-term potential than Tayshon right. does. There's, like I said, a trying out period. I think there is some interest with the Celtics if, yeah. if they can get him for the right price. I mean, they're not in, the, they're not in a position to spend, you know, to overpay for, a, you know, a eighth or ninth. Rotation. We need guy. more eighth men. You need at least. <laughs> so seven it's of those gonna guys. have to be reasonable. But if they like what they see, and if he likes it here, and he and he and he, you know, he likes Brad, and he likes some of his teammates, then maybe they can come to something. Whereas they would have just bought out Prince for you know, and they would have just had an empty roster right. spot, which Prince would have loved, I'm sure. I don't know how happy he was to be traded back to Detroit. It sounds like he was a little bit. It wasn't. He was kind of like shocked, I guess. Wasn't that. quite like KG's homecoming. No, no. it wasn't the same. But <laughs> Danny Ainge does what's best for the team. Okay, well, let's see what's best for the show. Let's talk about the new backcourt rotation. So, uh, we've kind of seen we've seen a change a little bit. Obviously, uh, Marcus Smart kind of got thrust into the starting point guard role. Eventually, they I think they did a good job of kind of giving him time to kind of get mm-hmm. ready for that role. And now that we have Thomas here, and by we I mean people that watch the Celtics, not the Celtics. Um, now that Thomas is here, the Marcus Smart role. Do have Thomas also is, yeah, right. I'm trying. I'm saying <laughs> we're not. We aren't the Celtics. Celtics. Whatever. We're not. Okay. So Just Isaiah Thomas is here. Marcus Smart is the starting point guard now, and Marcus Smart looks so much more comfortable as a starting point guard because one Turner at the three is doing a lot of point forward stuff. Avery Bradley is playing really well off the ball right now, and having Thomas as a penetrating ball handler has really freed up Smart when they play together, or when uh, or just when Smart isn't really needed to be the kind of penetration guy, the ball-moving guy. It seems like Smart is finally kind of getting into a situation, Jimmy, where he can kind of play to his skill set to be more comfortable with his game. Yeah, I think you just said it, comfort. I mean, I think he needs some stability, too, and he needs to be around guys that complement his game. And I think when they traded for Thomas, one of the things everyone who knows anything about basketball said was, these guys are going to complement each other. This isn't going to be like how it was in Phoenix when you had Thomas, Dragic, and Ben Bledsoe, three guys that want to score. They We're all want very to score, similar players, you know what I mean? So. And here you've got a guy like Thomas who wants to score and can score, and he scores in a multitude of different ways than somebody like Bradley, and a guy and who Bradley who still is more of a defense-first type guy as opposed to Thomas. And then you've got Smart, who's also a defense defensive guy, but he's been improving his three-point game over the past couple months. And like you said, I think just having those types of players around him 
is making him more comfortable, and, and he's learning. He's a rookie. He said it after the game today. Somebody asked him if he feels more like a veteran now than he did in the beginning. He was like, nah, I still feel like a rookie. So he's still got a lot of growing, uh, growing pains to get through, but I think having a guy like Thomas around him is going to really help his game. Yeah, they're definitely going to play a lot of small ball, and when all three are on the floor at the same time, that's going to be and has been interesting to watch. Thomas is the point guard with that unit, so you know Smart and Bradley are both playing off the ball, and one of them is going to have to defend a three. Fortunately, they're both very good defenders. They're both bigger guards, especially Smart, and they can get away with it. I think that's when the small ball, the three-guard rotation, is going to look best, when they're playing mm -hmm. against a team where defensively they can get away, f away with it. And when they get exposed against a team where they can't get away from it, that's when it's going to look a little bad. But you're just going to have to throw it out there and kind of learn with that unit as it goes. Practice time will obviously help when they get a chance to practice. But if that's they get the, a chance to practice. If they, if they get a chance yeah. to practice. But, you know, that's a secret practice tomorrow. <laughs> that's, the, uh, that's the direction of the NBA. It's, teams are getting a little bit smaller, so having a unit where they can play these three guys together is great. And when they don't, going back to your points on Smart, Jared, he's, he's the starting point guard. He's like the backup two guard. He's, right. he's a lot of things. He's a, a true combo guard, sort of. And to see, you know, a rookie coming in and not have to play just the point guard or just the shooting guard and be so comfortable in these units kind of have a defined role even though he doesn't have a defined position if that makes sense and you know really gravitate and run with that has been pretty impressive from from his part all right i, I want to keep going with this but we gotta we get gotta get, we gotta right. so let's just go quickly through boxing ball we'll start with you boxing out julian we are boxing out and we're going three-point shooting celtics 14 of 31 for 45.2 percent the knicks not quite as good two for 21 for 9.5 percent Three-point shooting, huge difference in this game. My boxing out is Evan Turner's stat line tonight. Triple-double, first career triple-double, 12 rebounds, <laughs> we don't 10 assists, to... 10 rebounds. Uh, 12, 12 rebounds, 10 assists, 10 points. Sorry, I screwed it up. I guess we can't call him uh, Evan Turner. And he over. is going to keep his sneakers. I asked him after the game if he was going to keep his sneakers. So He wanted to give them to you so badly. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy's going to sell quick, them on Real quick, the only reason I asked is because he said he keeps his sneakers when he hits game winner. So I was like, all right, you're going to keep your sneakers because you had a triple-double. And he's like, what, you want them? And then everyone was like, dude, did you just ask him for his sneakers? I'm like, no, I didn't ask him for his sneakers. I mean, but, if, but everyone, if he wants to give them to me, I'll take them. Everyone did say dude. Everyone we all like, said dude. dude. Everyone's like, A few dude. people said bra, but I mean, it's the same thing, Most really. Okay, so for me, boxing out, Isaiah Thomas, 11 free throws. Because, I mean, come on, they need someone that can get to the line. Mm -hmm. They yes, finally they got it, and that's why he's my baller of the night. Let's move through this Jimmy baller. I'm just going to double down on Turner. Boom. Triple double. Jonas. Jonas. Jonas's Jonas's world. We're all just living in it. It's... It is. <sighs> and that's the end of the Garden Report, and we're all just enjoying it. So, for Julian and Jimmy, I'm Jared. This was the Garden Report brought to you by lynda.com and Peak Organic Brewing. We will see you on Saturday morning. Peace out. Yeah, honestly, Smarty told me, and he's like, one more assist. That's like, I already made the shot. He's like, no, I will. <laughs> and then, uh, ironically, you made the shot. So, you know, that was cool. Uh, it's definitely fun, and you know it's definitely you know great to do it. You know, uh, you know when we won, you know it was able to win, and we all played great. So that was huge.
I mean, I, I came across to uh, feel a lot, uh, you know, each season of my career. You know, sometimes shots didn't fall, or sometimes uh, it, it was just like making the right play, and you know, sometimes I have to take the shot or whatnot. But you know, I've I, I came close to a lot um, throughout my career, so you know, I'm, for, I'm fortunate enough to actually, you know, execute it the whole way this time. <laughs>